I'm thinking something like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where you want me to come back with? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I may be a little sleep deprived. <laughs> <laughs> and but that also would make sense. yeah i mean i got like six hours um but also like i just oh, feel me every day it, can you survive off that um i'm learning no okay yeah but anyway six hours of sleep you're here sleep right and uh, yeah well no i feel i feel amped. Energy. that's I why know. i was just and yeah. i think it Partly was because of our guest. Absolutely. JB Summers. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like I met him once and we talk about it, but I just instantly loved him so much. Well, sitting with you guys in that conversation, Eller was like, these, this is like just a male and female <laughs> version of each other. <laughs> I forgot. It was fun. I, I don't, I've never hung out with him. Mm-hmm. We've just like been in passing. Yeah. And so that was just like. Have you ever had that moment where you've met someone who's just like you and you're just looking at them like, wow, <laughs> I like this you. Is, yeah, <laughs> this is fun. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know like when you and I met, I, mm-hmm. it's a, and we're not the same, but I very much was like, I like this person a lot. Same. So I've had that kind of experience, yeah. but not where I was felt like I was looking at myself Interesting. Like, or experiencing myself. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun to watch y'all. <laughs> oh man. I, he is so, and I, he's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love what you say and you say it in the podcast, but that he is able to be fun and silly, but mm-hmm. also like say some really deep, mm-hmm. wonderful things. Yeah. Yeah. I was glad to hear, hear him do that at first because he was so like leaning into the fun part. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was curious how much he would let us pull the curtain back, so to speak, how he puts it. And, mm-hmm. um, and he did. He, I, th- I think it was really great. Yeah. And I really like this episode cause we were talking earlier about how like, Oh, this initially this podcast was about comedians. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh man, are musicians, do musicians like fit into this? Yeah. And we just have such a great conversation. Yeah. You na- like, you're very good at what you do. You were like, well, here's a, I love how you present things too. You're like, can I offer something? (laughs) And then it's like, boom. (laughs) Bop. Like knowledge drop. Mic drop. Yeah. Cardi B. Cardi B. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm so grateful for you. You too. You make, I, uh, you know, on the way here, I was so tired because I got in really late last night. Mm -hmm. And it's every time I was just like, oh man. Oh God, this is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. And then it just feeds me this, Mm -hmm. you know, in such a wonderful way, this podcast. So same. I'm glad we get to do it. I love you. I love you too. Enjoy the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we were having a moment and then I was like, oh yeah. Enjoy (laughs) the podcast. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever actually Are you want taking one. pictures of everything? <laughs> oh my God, that tree is so cute. I really want uh, the crystals. I really like it. People's babies. You're just like, oh my, oh my God, God, I really hope mine looks like that one day. <laughs> I heard you grow them out of a test tube, so. You know. 
I mean, I'm gay, so we've grown out of test tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Oh, Lord. You're funny. Are you Isn't sure he so funny? Oh, girl, I'm not a comedian, though. No. I'm just, I'm literally, I'm just insane. Like, I'm just. Well, I was telling <laughs> Melanie, like, when we met, when you first came in yeah, to the, the green, green room. room of that show, I was, uh-huh. I thought you were a comedian. That is. <laughs> How does that make you feel? It's the biggest honor I could Aww. ever be bestowed upon me because Aww. you guys are so funny. Like, <laughs> I didn't get to stay because I had to work. I have a full-time job, and so I had to work the next morning, so I didn't get to see Amber that night, but then I came back with my partner to one over in Hillsborough Village. Yes. <laughs> I literally was in stitches, bro, like, the whole time. I couldn't, I I couldn't laugh, uh-huh. like, normally. I was just like, this girl is so funny. Thank you, my friend. How, wait, hold on. How do you have a full-time job? I don't know. What do you do full-time? I work in clinical... This is going to blow your mind. <laughs> I love you. I work in clinical trials for cancer research. Oh. It's so wild. Um, That's very cool. It's super cool, and it's really rewarding. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I don't know why. I don't know how I'm in it. Like, it's very crazy. My friend worked in the... Uh, um, with the organization before I moved to Nashville mm-hmm. and I was working at Starbucks when I moved here. And then he was like, Hey, uh, I can try to get you a job here. And I was like, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do medical stuff. <laughs> Obviously I know clinical trials <laughs> information. My mom was like, my mom was like a nurse in uh, the OR for years and years and years. And she was like, are you sure, sweetie? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I got this. Oh my God, I wanted to quit every day when I first started. Now I've been in it for three years, so I'm like, whatever, it's easy. Do you like it? Mm. What, what did you not like about it when you started? Uh, the emails. <laughs> doing the job. There's the job. The job. No, no, no. I love the people. I think it's awesome. I think the mission's great. It's like really cool. It's a little. Is this being recorded? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Choose wisely. I know. I'm like, oh, I don't want to say. Um, I think personally, personally, my job is amazing, and I love, and I love what I do. <laughs> I want to do it for the, the rest tape, of my life. Um, no, no, no. I, I think it's one of those things that I have this like weird, um, <laughs> I have this weird like juxtaposition of like, I really hate big pharma, but I also love big pharma. Uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. big pharma does a lot of good things for people, but mm-hmm. big pharma also fucks a lot of people. Yeah. Sorry. Can I say fucks? You can yeah. say. Okay. 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 Yeah. My bad. Um, <laughs> I think the job is like rewarding in the sense that we help people find healing through like experimental drugs that then go to market and can help people like get healed from cancer. But I also feel like the cure is out there Mm -hmm. and no one (gasps) wants to give it to people because that's no more money. So anyways, whispering does nothing. Obviously you can still pick that up. I um, I also (laughs) believe that, but in your job, you feel like you see that more. Um, I don't see that because I'm not at such a high level. Like I work with 
we call them PIs. I know a private investigator. <laughs> no, but it's like <laughs> principal investigator. <laughs> so, um, but I work with a lot of PIs that are awesome people and I can't imagine them wanting to be in it just for money. So I feel like, mm-hmm. cause I know that they love people and they want to help people and they have patients that they see mm-hmm. oftentimes. And you know, when one dies, it's like, heartbreaking because they like died on a trial that they were trying to get Mm -hmm. healing. So this is really Debbie Downer, but I think I I personally think that the cure is out there already and we discovered it years, eons ago, whatever, but we're just choosing to not because Mm -hmm. of profit. So anyways, this is not what this is about, but it is though. It is. I mean, I'll say this. I think that working behind the curtain is interesting because it's like, there's so many, it's like a, I don't know how to describe this. It's like a, it's disheartening sometimes because there's so many combinations that we're trying when in reality, I just like a hundred percent believe in my soul that some doctor discovered the cure all that's like through food or through something natural. I know people that have cured stuff naturally, like cancer through high dose vitamin C diet, nutrition. Yep. Like, are you ever like, eat it. (laughs) Yep. Checking people in and you're like, just change your diet. Thank God I don't deal with patients because I would be the person that yeah. would be doing that. I'd be like, turn back now. Yeah. Like, don't. Quit eating sugar. Just don't yeah. eat sugar. Like, Martha, we know it's those musketeers oh, that you're obsessed with. Not the musketeers. <laughs> it's those Milky Way Midnights that you sneak after dinner. You're saying all my hit points. I love I'm Milky Way Midnights. Milky Way really turned up on those midnights. And they, I thought that they were gone. And then I found them in a gas station at a Love's, whatever. Oh. So I was like, oh, my God. I was nervous because I couldn't find them at certain gas stations. And then you I found them at a Love's. I was like, give me, <laughs> give me all of them. <laughs> How do you, so I, you know, a lot of artists have a full-time job, which, by the way, let me just say, you are so talented. I want to, okay, I say this a lot, but I, it's genuine. I want to cry right now thinking about oh your talent. God. When we did that show. Yeah. It was like a comic musician, comic musician. Yep. You just, oh my God. You just, everybody was crying. You did different people, mm-hmm, I think. Yeah. Oh. Um, Gut wrencher. You're just so good. Thank and you. you've had really great career miles. Like you were just on The Voice. Yeah, on The Voice. Which is freaking dope. Good I, times. I think what I'm trying to say is like, how do you go from a, a full-time job especially one that is that mm-hmm. emotionally yeah involved yes yeah to then going to performing like how do you do the switch um it's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing 100 mm-hmm. like you are I'm like my type a personality when I'm at work and then when I'm uh when I'm a, <laughs> an artist oh the licks when I'm an artist <laughs> I'm like type b like go the like I am right now I almost feel like I'm like it's a balance it's almost like a dual like personality yeah. thing it's not I have a therapist. Don't worry. She like would tell me, I feel like if she's like, I think you're teetering on schizophrenia. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. I'm not. I mean, hopefully Meg, if you're watching this, let me know. (laughs) These are signs that are (laughs) pointing towards schizophrenia or dual personality or whatever it is. I don't know what it is now. The term, um, it is a switch that you have to turn on and turn Mm -hmm. off. Cause like I even, but I have to do it. It's almost like I have two full-time jobs. That's what it feels like Mm -hmm. because I have to, I want music to be the full-time thing one day and I, I love my job. I love the people that I work with, but I have to give 110% there too, because if I don't, then I'll get fired. 
weird. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yay. Um, yeah. It's a balance. It's definitely a balance. And it's just, I like, I give ample time to both, thankfully. Like, my job is very understanding. Like, they let me go out and do the voice, which was wild. And they supported me. They sent out, like, newsletters to the whole company. They were like, our, you know, celebrity. (laughs) You know, like, oh, my God, thank you. Um, Vote for me. Everybody at your company is from the 30s. Oh, boy. They really, they... (laughs) I mean, my team's pretty young, though, I will say, but the majority of everyone, I love you guys. You're amazing if you're watching this. Um, Anyways, when you when you got the voice, were you like, this is it? No, no, no. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Okay, so yes and no. Like, I was very grateful, but also let me just explain. So sorry, this is probably like pulling the curtain back a little bit, but like that's what we're doing. The voice. That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Um, No tea, no shade on the voice. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. It was amazing. I really appreciate the platform and the people that watch me and follow me now from the show. But um, that was not the moment that I was like, oh, my God, I'm me. I wish it would have been that simple. <laughs> I mean it. No, I didn't make it. Um, it was, it was, yeah, I've arrived. Um, no, it was one of those things that like, I was like, wait, really? You guys want me on the show? Like, what? Mainly because I had auditioned in 2019, right before the pandemic hit. And it was like, and I didn't make it on. They like cut me before I made it to the actual TV show. And I was mm-hmm. like, Honestly, thank God, because I was not ready to do anything like that. And I thought I was. I was like, mm-hmm. I've arrived. That was the moment I was like, I arrived. <laughs> when, when the Because exe- I flew out for the executive producer. There's a lot of like different levels that you had to go through before you got to the actual TV um, segment like in, and filming on stage. So I had it was like a week before I was supposed to fly out in 2019. And they were like, mm, so sorry, we're actually going to have to cut you. And I was like, oh, my God, crazy. I just told my team today that I was leaving for a month. <laughs> um, <laughs> so nuts that I have to go tell them again that I'm not leaving. <laughs> I was literally like, psych, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I had like a big meeting that morning. I was like, oh, oh. Man. I was like over a team. I had like a couple people that were um, my underlings. <laughs> um, and, and I was like, uh I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to be gone. This is the plan. I'm actually famous now. And, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the next morning, I was like, hey, guys, remember that meeting? Like, <laughs> I'm, 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 actually, I'm actually just insane. <laughs> no. Um, so, oh, that's a bummer. But when I got it, when I got it, I was like, sorry, this is a really long story. But no, when no. I got it, I was like, um, oh, this is cool. I'm in a more level headspace now yeah. where I was like, oh, this will just give me exposure. I don't expect to get famous off of this. Because if you look at the people that have gone on the show, like you walk down a freaking street on Broadway and you throw a stone at a musician. I don't know why you're throwing stones at them, but (laughs) you throw maybe some quarters or something. You throw them a quarter, they've been on The Voice. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like everybody and their mother's been on The Voice. And like, who do you know from The Voice that's been famous? You. I mean, thank you, but, <laughs> but yeah, other right. than me, like who's been on the show that's like made it really far. Like I can only name a couple of people. Like, I don't even know if you guys know these people, but Melanie Martinez, mm. she was on some of the early seasons. She's amazing. Her, she's insane. You should go check out her most recent album portals. It's like amazing. Anyways, I know I didn't think I arrived. I know that's like counterintuitive, but, or counter to what people would probably imagine, but, um, I'm very grateful. 
for the opportunity. It was Amazing. really cool. I met a lot of cool people. So. So on the second, they called you back. You did. You were like, sorry, I didn't watch the voice, but you yeah. were on it on the stage. You got to yeah. perform and yeah. So they like reached out to me. Mm -hmm. I did not newsflash. They don't just get you to audition. They like reach out to people. So that's Mm -hmm. what happened the first time too. And I was like, Oh, okay. They want me to be on the show. Second time I like, they asked me a couple times actually. And I said, Mm -hmm. no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing my artist thing. Like Mm -hmm. I'm good. Interesting. Finally, I didn't, I know I said no. Good for you. Playing hard to get. (laughs) Spicy. Yeah. I think it is hard to get that actually like made them want me on the show. So, um, <laughs> um are so funny. isn't he so funny? Yes, I'm I love him. weird as fuck. Anyways, no. um, I so like weird. It's good. They they asked me, and I like put it off. Honestly, it was a year ago today, like a year ago in this month of of July, that almost August, but July that they had asked me, and they had asked me in May, and I like put it off. I was like, I'm not gonna audition. I'm just not gonna do it. And then, like, they, like, messaged me the day that it was due, like, our audition tapes and stuff like that. And then so I sent everything in. And then immediately they were, like, like, 20 minutes later, they sent me an email. Congratulations! You made it! Oh, wow. I was like, you didn't even watch my tapes, did you? <laughs> <laughs> like, you knew you wanted to yeah. be on the show. Anyways. Yeah. So, um... And I'm not saying that in a conceited way. It's just like no. they just have a – I feel like they have a checklist of people that they mm-hmm. have to get on the show, like, character-wise, because it's reality TV. Hello. Yeah. Anyways, the show was amazing. Um, the people that I met, the fact that I got to, like, hang out with Kelly Clarkson so a little dope. bit is so weird, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like – I was, like, on stage and singing to her, and she, like, liked what I sounded like. And I was like, Aww. oh, my God. <laughs> Break away. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, it was insane. That moment was insane. And then the next, I was only on the show for two episodes, but the two episodes that I was on, it was it was wild. And just getting to spend time with those coaches and getting to like glean a little bit of information from them, however fake it is, what they're talking about, I felt the genuineness at least of Kelly Clarkson telling me that my voice was fucking amazing. Oh, I was like, is. it like doesn't go away, bro. Like that moment, I was mm. like, oh, because you knew they weren't going to air that stuff. Mm. So like when she said that, I was like, you're was a real you. one. That was yeah. real. Yeah. That was real. And anyway. I bet your childhood self was like, mm-hmm. oh, my little, my little, little, little JB was like, yeah, good job. <laughs> when you, <clears throat> when you said no, because you just said I was doing my artist thing, yeah. what does that mean? Mm. Like, why'd you say no? Yeah. I had just been putting out, like, I, in 2021, I had released um, a bunch of different singles, but I was just like on the trajectory of just doing a grassroots movement. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt like. I didn't want anything to get in the way of that. Wow. I, and because <laughs> another, <laughs> pull the curtain back, um, they make you sign a contract where it's pretty rigorous. You can't release music. So I would have had to have waited for like, which I did this past year. I had to wait for like a year to release music. Like Mm -hmm. I had so many other things lined up that I was going to put out, but I had to wait because they would have owned it. What? Yeah, dude. I know that's, I probably am going to get in trouble for saying that, but I really don't care. So no, no, you're, that's so crazy to me because the comedy industry is like that too, Mm. where it's just like all these big things where people are like, wow, you got this. And you're like, yes, but here's some, not there's, great shit yep, about it. There's some behind the scenes <laughs> shit that you don't know that the the contract actually locked me in for like a year. And that's, I mean, yeah. while it's a great opportunity, it's also like Huge. you're not putting out music for a year. So 
what's the you point? You got to be in yep. the sauce. <laughs> well, and the uh, the thing that is interesting is that now they are allowing people to post more like cover. Like they wouldn't let us post covers. They wouldn't let us sing. Like I, I, I was supposed. I'm still supposed to. I'm still supposed to send in a gig request. I'm what? like, bitch, I never did that. Not from day one did I do mm-hmm. that. Because I'm sorry, you got little minions running around Nashville looking up and oh, seeing right. if I'm like doing anything. No. How long is this gig request thing supposed to last? Oh, I mean, it's, I'm, I don't know because I never did it. So. <laughs> You're like, bitch, I didn't read that. I said, bitch, I didn't do that. <laughs> I was the only one that was asking questions anyways in that whole thing. It's interesting too to see like a lot of my friends um, that I met from the show, they're like super talented singers and, and musicians and artists and um, but I think what's interesting is that th- I feel like the show goes after and tell me if this is boring or not, but I feel like the show goes after people that are just like really good singers yeah, and that don't necessarily want to be like artists, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And what is that difference? Um, someone who sings really good, um, but doesn't necessarily write their own music or have like a vision for their artistry or like a, a, a point to what they're doing other than oh. small town fame. They're moldable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. They, they don't, they didn't like, they liked me, but they didn't like me, if that makes sense. Like, I think they liked me because I'm like personable and I'm fun and mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, the fact that I already knew what I wanted to do. Mm, that makes sense. Did yeah. not mesh oh. with the TV. So that's so, it's, it's icky. It's it a little is. icky. I, I, and yeah, there's some other stuff, but I won't talk about it on, on air. So Jeez. we can talk about it after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, your music is so vibey. Like I was mm. listening to it this morning. I was like, mm, mm, mm. Yes. at the same time, the content is emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. A, a lot about relationships and sad, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. have, has your music always been like that? Um, really good question. I don't know. I just think I'm like a sad boy, but not like I'm a happy, sad boy. I think all my emotions that are sad and more introspective come out in my music. Mm. Whereas my personality and my like type of, of, of being is happy, joyful person. Mm. So I don't know. I think that's just where I like dump all my shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what we were talking before you got here. And because we've normally had comedian <clears throat> comedian guests, uh-huh. and you're our second like um, musician, and she was okay. wondering like, is this the same thing? Because musicians can mm. feel their feelings so well, and like we're trying to get to underneath stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I think, and you speak to this and tell us your experience yeah. with it. But I think it's your craft. I've learned comedians use their craft as a way to. That's the arena making. Yep fun in light of yep. the difficult stuff is where yeah. they can tolerate it and talk about it. Yeah. Not necessarily within. And I feel like musicians, Oof. you can pour mm-hmm. into So like you, I'm kind of, you you're like my sad self is uh-huh. in the music. Uh-huh. I have this really happy, yeah. bubbly part of myself that I am when I show up with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so how the extent to your music that has all of this really heart deep things in it, uh-huh. do you actually 
have you sat oh, with and worked through yeah. and allow to be a part of you? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. This is the second instance where you've said you separate yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely <laughs> do separate myself a little bit. This is so good. You're a therapist, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I know when I posed <laughs> a question to her, I was like, I don't know. And then she laid that this morning and I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm you're like good wrecked at that. right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. My inner child. I know. Uh, no, uh, I think I, I definitely don't don't separate myself in the sense of I think that's where my like uh sadness will manifest or like it's the conduit with which I can process emotions mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I like look in songwriting as but I, I mean I've had a lot of shit happen in my life like mm. um my sister passed away when I was um 24 25 mm. and um before that her husband had passed away my niece was like adopted all these things i've had i have so much like family stuff mm -hmm. family trauma things like that but most of what i think i process those emotions through would be playing a song writing a song feeling that out getting it out into mm -hmm. the universe and then saying okay i've felt it it's done like i don't need to like I don't need to rehash that emotion mm -hmm. anymore. I don't know if that's healthy or not, though. <laughs> well, I think it's it's up to you to decide. Yeah. I would say if it's a way to let it out and then yeah. to say you're done with it. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely not done with it okay. for sure. <laughs> no, because grief is not linear. Yeah. It's cyclical. Yeah. You know, it like mm -hmm. it comes back around. So like I think about my I've written bunches of songs about my sister and her passing and stuff like yeah. that. But it's it's not one one and done things. Yeah, yeah. I think I, it's I, a beautiful way to let whatever flow out. Yeah, like music or whatever your craft does. But then, yeah, I think it can. That, I definitely think that's a healthy thing as long yeah. as it, you're not saying, "Okay, I've dealt with that. I got this out about it." Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like sometimes with relationships, when I write songs about like past relationships, that's a way of like closing the book for yeah. me, or like mm. you know, and and just saying like okay that person was amazing mm -hmm. in the time that they were there in my yeah. life we're gonna close that <laughs> yeah. we're well, gonna grief is a whole different like <laughs> grief is different it's a whole different ball game Woo. so it would make more sense around relationship kind of book ending yeah, things yeah, yeah. versus yeah the grief being more of a yeah ever evolving yeah thing what about you <laughs> Your I'm going to turn the tables. <laughs> Turning tables. Uh, what about me? <laughs> Can you be more specific? Like, is that, like, you specifically have talked about, like, church drama stuff, you know? Like, yeah. have you, like, dealt with things like that through... You know what's funny? Comedy and... Yes. Yeah. Like, I have a... I mean, I know that because... One of my favorite jokes is, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I have 100%. a bit on church that uh -huh. does well mm -hmm. and it's so weird to me. I kind of black out. <laughs> I don't know if that's healthy enough. Yeah. We got some unhealthy tendencies in here for aisle one. <laughs> Most girls black out with alcohol. I just do it with emotion. <laughs> same <laughs> yeah. oh my god what just happened i just like there's like carnage behind you <laughs> like how great is our god came on the radio and you're you're just like oh my god it's mowing so through some grandmothers in centennial or something <laughs> <laughs> like jesus oh my god that just reminds like when i was uh, a, a christian like uh -huh. um a christian song came on the radio and i was acting out 
the and I got in a very bad car wreck. <gasps> no. <laughs> like I saw the woman <laughs> and I smashed in her. <laughs> so what were you, you doing? Like every move I make, I'm making you. You, you know that he's a precious lamb of God. You were doing like, the sign language? Yes. <laughs> Girl. While driving. No. Ten and two. <laughs> ten and two, babe. My ten and two was. <laughs> ten and two was. How great. Zaga. I still see the woman's face in my mind. Cheryl, she's forever yeah, scarred. She's fucked. Yeah. She's fucked. No. No, she's fine. She can't walk anymore, but she's fine. God gives his toughest battle. <laughs> What in the world? Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't realize. Well, I guess I kind of realize that I'm saying trauma, but then people will come up afterwards. And that's when I'm yeah. like, oh, wow, I'm saying things that are like deep. Yeah, because they're you like, are, wow, though. you shared that. And I was like, what did I say? You know? But because people are laughing, so I'm like, we're having a good time. The ten cents a day one for ten cents a day, yes. you can you can help a child brush their teeth in yeah. Africa. Like that one, I'm telling you though, it's so real. Yeah, it is so real. Yeah. They always get the crier. My God, they, they do. She's always the one. <laughs> You're always the one. I have a question. When you were. Yeah. Sister passed. You mind yeah. talking about that? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Because you guys sang together. We did, yeah. How did that? Yeah. What was that like? Your, your art being affected in that way. Ugh. Um. So. Wow, what a doozy. I mean, mm -hmm. it was when she passed away. It was like, whoa, bro. The one person that I felt like I really connected with, on a artistic level is gone damn and like and it was like a it was one of those things where it's like did like did a part of you die as well mm -hmm. and i think i mean if you've lost somebody close to you you know that that's like true you love them love like transcends time space whatever and that love never goes away it just takes a new form and you have to deal with like them not physically being with you anymore but mm -hmm. i think in terms of like music wise it just emboldened me to do more because mm -hmm. she had this gift she was she was a good singer but she was a beautiful dancer and artist mm -hmm. so i mean she studied uh like russian technique ballet which is like really wow. really hard and um she studied she went over to Paris like when she was like five or six or something like that. My mom went with her and she like studied and it's crazy. She was insane. Like, but multilingual, oh, wow. really talented, um, uh, debater. Like <laughs> she could have been anything she wanted to. Yeah. So that, that uh, when she passed, I think really emboldened me to be more driven into art because she was so influential in bringing like different tastes and different styles of music to me when I was yeah. a kid. Cause we didn't listen to that. We were listening like to, I don't know, the Gaithers and like my dad would play like eye of the tiger on Sunday morning. <laughs> like that was the only like secular song or like mainstream song that we would listen to. So I was like this like little, basically a Duggar, like <laughs> not, maybe not that level, but you know what I mean? Like, we just like didn't she was my outlet for like new music yeah um and wow really like helped me grow 
into what I liked, you know, mm-hmm. in music. So anyways, that's so Im- yeah. Im- beautiful because I feel like sometimes you hear stories of like, after this person passed, I stopped doing what I, Oh God, what I love, you know? No. So well, it seems like versus yeah. that being like, it's too painful to do yeah. that. It right. seems like it felt like a way you were still connecting and honoring the her, her day. This is so fucked up, <laughs> but like my processing the day that she passed away, I started writing a song mm. for her, like, mm. and through all of that process, like, I mean, it's one of my most favorite things I've written for her. And it's just like, I could not be one of those people that stopped something because yeah. it was something that was meaningful beforehand. Like I said, it, it emboldened me to do more of mm-hmm. that because it was such a beautiful gift that we had. Yeah. So, I yeah. Love that. Yeah. And when you shared, um, that song about her, what did that feel like? Were you like, I'm putting this out here no matter if people respond to it or not? Or Yeah, I mean, it's not actually out like anywhere. Oh, I wow. need to put it out. But anytime I've shared it with people, they're like we they're like weeping. Is you this know? the song he's saying that you said everybody cried? No. no. no that was a different one. That's a, a different, different one. one. Yeah. Okay. I just make people cry. <laughs> <laughs> we do too. I'm ready, for, <laughs> ready for some leakage tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> In your wrestler voice. That's my new, yeah, that's my new way of like introducing myself. Introducing J.B. Summers, crier extraordinaire. Like, I don't even know. What what do you even say? But yeah, no, for me, like that is one of those things that I had to keep doing music. I had to keep doing those things because it would feel empty. You know, life would feel even more empty without those things Mm -hmm. in that void, if you will. So, so why? So you said that you don't, you haven't released that song, yeah, because people cry, or is it just you want to oh, keep that? No, I just it's very, very different from what I do now. Wow! And so it's it's one of those things that like I can play it for you after you can hear it if you want, but oh, it's um it's very like folk acoustic, mm. which is diff completely different than what I'm doing now, like pop wise, but. One day I want to release it. I I have a bunch of songs that I like stopped. Um, I was going to release like an EP back in the day under like a different moniker. And um, I did it because I was going on to the JB Summers like venture. So anyways, maybe one day they'll see the light of the day. So they will actually. Oh my God. Oh my God. It'll be, it'll be some time. It's like Taylor Swift. It's in the ball. It's in the ball. Whatever. Whatever, oh, whatever she says. Whatever she says. I'm like, Taylor, you wrote that like two days ago. Shut <laughs> up. I want to be therapisty for a second. Do yeah, it, oh my God, do please. It, do it, do it. Well, you keep talking about keeping these separate parts of yourself. <gasps> oh, God. Like, even with that, you're like, I was going to do this, uh-huh. like, EP under a different thing that was yeah. this kind of stuff versus... Yeah. The pop, I can't imagine you doing pop knowing you. This is the only way I know you, but yeah. doing pop, pop yeah. stuff and keeping those separate, but it's all you. Yeah. And, oh, it is. Yeah. But you keep them like you said that you kept separate, your work you kept separate, and yeah. then something else you kept separate. But you, I don't know. I definitely compartmentalize Feels a like lot a of things. <laughs> yeah, it honestly is a theme, and I should probably talk to my therapist about that. Um, <laughs> because I don't think she sees this kind of stuff, or maybe she does. I don't know, but she's she's pretty amazing. But I think I, I'll probably 
Yeah, I need to bring that up because we don't talk about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is so good. This is like a free therapy session. <laughs> we get that a lot. Yeah. I'm like all about it. Um, I I love my like hand motions. This is just like, yeah. Like you're in the club. I'm in the club. <laughs> Wasted. Um, I don't drink anymore. On Anyways, emotion. Um, on yeah. emotion. <laughs> On drama. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. If that could get me high, that would be great. Um, uh, I think one of the things that um, my life has always kind of been separate in in like separate boxes because I was closeted for a long time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of myself had to be kind of hidden, mm-hmm. I think. And I didn't allow those two things to join together f- until... 29 28 so like two three years ago mm-hmm. like i'm just now becoming i feel like the full version of jb yeah which is crazy to say because no, damn bro you're 32 almost what mm-hmm. are you doing but also it's like got a lot of trauma back there yeah <laughs> we gotta deal with that i i do i will say this i think I'm I I, I'm an I mean you guys know the Enneagram at all? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, they love it. I'm an eight wing seven. Six wing seven. Oh, I love sixes. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh. What are you? (gasps) I typically don't get along with nines. But you have a sweet nines get along with everybody. (laughs) No, but you have a sweet spirit. (laughs) I feel it. Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. Do you know what you are? I know. I took the free test. It I feel was like very confusing. I feel like you're probably a four. Or I was three. gonna say four. Okay, yeah, I think you're a four or three. I don't know why. I just like no. I think I'm a ten. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. 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 <laughs> you are a ten, but like your enneagram is a four. Four wing three. Anyways, I I so like a lot of my life was <laughs> sorry. I love that you know all the enneagrams. Oh yeah. I love enneagrams. I'm like obsessed mm-hmm. with it. It helps me like engage with people better, and mm-hmm. like helps me know how to like talk to people. Yes. Um, I look at it in that way instead mm-hmm. of like dissecting myself, but. Um, so as an eight, I think like a lot of my childhood experiences were that I had to take care of myself. And so I didn't have a lot of assistance. And so I didn't, I wasn't taught that like help was readily available. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my uh, way of dealing or coping was just resiliency Mm -hmm. in everything, like pushing through no matter what. So I think a lot of what I have, um, that's why therapy is amazing because I'm like, she, oh my God, this is the one thing. So she told me this, the, I think it was like our first session. She was like, I just want to let you know, like when you come in this room, you don't have to carry anybody. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm going to be carrying you. I just like, oh, I love that. <laughs> well, because that's like something security and safety, like is one of those things that like I long for. I yeah. want I want consistency and safety and, and, and to feel like I can trust people to take care of me. Cause I didn't really have that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the baby. So like, you know, whatever my parents were like done parenting at that point. And I was like, fine, just smoking weed every day, but I was fine. <laughs> like whatever. Um, but like, I think, uh, probably one of my coping mechanisms is, compartmentalizing things yeah. mm-hmm. and putting things to the wayside mm-hmm. so that I can just push forward. Yeah. 
but they come back, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they rear their ugly head. It's all like, the time. it's fine to compartmentalize, but we got to get them back off the shelf. We got to get out. Yeah. Mm. You got to choose to take that box down yeah. and take a look in it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Empty them out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave them up there yeah. for years. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I kind of had, I'm very visual. So when I'm talking to clients and or anybody really, imagine we have that little vault in there. Like yeah. we have a file room and it's just like lined with shelves with boxes, mm. but we oh my gosh, yeah. put stuff and sometimes we forget what we've even put in there. And so it's going back in and pulling that stuff out, getting it out and don't put it back on the shelf anymore. Kind of a thing. Woof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me like take notes real quick. <laughs> I know. I know. Honestly though. I'm, I'm curious. Um, so you are, a Christian. Yeah. And you grew up a Christian. Mm-hmm. That's rare. Super rare. And you say fuck. I know. <laughs> I'm a weird fucking Christian. <laughs> I um I just have too many experiences where I've where I've encountered God in ways that I can't explain that I know mm. uh God is real. So mm-hmm. I, I know people like to not say like he and his and whatever, but like they're like God is real mm-hmm. to me. And um, and I look at the world around me, too, and I see all these different people groups, all this beautiful nature. There's no way for me to rationalize like how this came into being without some sort of divine creation. Mm -hmm. And so if there is divine creation for me, it means that there is a purpose to my life. Mm -hmm. And so with the purpose of my life, like if I have a purpose, then you have a purpose Mm -hmm. and you have a purpose and you have a purpose. We all have a purpose. And I think that purpose is to love people. Like Mm -hmm. I think all the rules and regulations that we've put, the Pharisaical way of like looking at Christianity is thank God it's like breaking down. I feel like in a lot of places Mm -hmm. because of like, it's sad to me that people are having, you know, their affairs come out or their alcoholism come out or whatever it is that they're dealing with. But it's also beautiful in a way because it's pulling back the curtain again. I love Mm -hmm. this phrase, (laughs) pulling back the curtain of like humanity. We Mm -hmm. are so simple. (laughs) We're so simple. We're literally, I mean, we're not at the same time, but you know what I mean? Like we want to live, we want to eat, we want to sleep, we want to have family, we need shelter, all those things. Mm -hmm. But like, our purpose is to live and live into what we've been created to do. Mm -hmm. So like for you, it's to make people laugh their fucking ass off. (laughs) For me, it's make people cry. Um, (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. No, it's just to make something, make them feel something, uh, feel something Mm. trans, uh, I don't know, spiritual if you want, but like uh, interstellar vibe of like music, speaks things that we can't you know and Mm -hmm. so anyways i yeah i'm very very much believe in god and i know that he's working in my life and um i believe in jesus i think jesus is real i don't know about all the other stuff you know i think there's a lot of things that the bible talks about that's it's hard to reconcile like the god of the old testament looks different than the god of the new testament but Sorry, if I'm getting too churchy, like, let me know. I just came from church, but, um, but like it doesn't, it doesn't always line up, Mm -hmm. but the central fact is God loves us Mm -hmm. and God loves what he created and he sees his creation as good. And so I think 
we just have to get back to that specific thing. So Did that's what I want to be a, like a, a herald of is like, yo, love is at the forefront and yeah, I'm gay. It's so weird. I know I love Jesus still, <laughs> but I do. And I can't like, I can't take away all the years of, of faith that was built into mm-hmm. this moment because, you know, I think, sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but I think a lot of people in the LGBTQ community um, probably look at me a little weird um, because my identity isn't completely centralized around my sexuality. Oh, say it, but say it, it. But it is. But for me, it's it's just a piece of me. Just like I'm a brother, I'm a uncle, I'm a, a clinical trial worker, I am a an artist, I'm a, a gym goer. Like all these things make up my personality. The one mm-hmm. thing that is central should not just be my sexuality. Yeah. Like where I want to put my penis. Like I just don't care about that. Like I do care about it in the sense that I love my partner, but like, I'm not, that's not my identity. Yeah. Basically is what I'm saying. I love that. And that's hard to say because there's a lot of people that are like, Whoa, no. But like, I think, and, 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 sorry, let me caveat this and say it too, because I don't want people to think that I'm like bashing anybody that their identity is that because if that's your identity, live into it. You're made to be maybe a, a spokesperson for that specific way of life. And I think that that's important too, just as what I believe is important as well. So, mm-hmm. but the central fact is like, we should all love each other way more than we do. So, and like intentionally love people. So, yeah. That was really nice. That was a beautiful way to put that, it especially was. from a Christian perspective. Cause mm-hmm. I think, you and I both have been in the Christian thing, went through the whole figuring out what that meant and didn't land back in yeah. that context. Yeah. And for me, like when I can now, the way I've come to know my spirituality and mm-hmm. think, I do think the central theme across all these different things is love. Mm-hmm. And I can hear you talk. It's like you can relate to it best because of the context in which you were. Exactly. You grew up in and yeah. it has been so meaningful. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the message is still the same is that we're all love. Yeah. And that's what is important with all these things. And I, I was thinking the other day, or I don't know if I read something or what, but it was saying like, isn't it crazy? Like the main message of all these things are love, but that's the one thing that like people get so upset about <laughs> is telling people how it sh- they should love mm. or who they can. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many other things yeah, in our human weird. condition that's it's like that is not causing a problem. There's so many other things that's happening that's mm-hmm. actually causing harm and hurting people. And this is what we're focusing on is like we're debating what love is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. And so it is, I feel like, the central message. And it's nice to be able to hear because I bet there's a lot of people that struggle. And I was one of those of just seeing, seeing like I'm a Christian, but some of these things don't line up together. Yeah. And I, I can't, I can't f- make it fit. Which is awesome. I can't say being gay mm. is wrong. Yeah. But I I know I love spirituality and, and God, at the, you know, and it had to, I was like, these don't fit. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to hear you have like, it seems like you have really figured out what that means for you. And from that perspective that can let people, well, it to a certain I don't degree, know if I've figured everything out, but no, yeah. Who has? Yeah. But you figured it out to a degree that allows you to not let Christianity yeah. shut you down and yeah. tell you. Yeah. who you are it lets you express parts yeah. of yourself mm-hmm. um, yeah. in, a, in a way that you receive love and can operate in yeah. that um and a lot of people don't get that um that are still trying to be you know 
I'm going to be a Christian and would hide that part of themselves um, because, you know, all the things. So I think there is a big part you have moved through with that. And yeah. And understanding from that is good for people to hear. Well, and I think, too, I think that's like uh, uh, an emerging like movement in in the church, uh, the capital C around the world is wait, what are we doing here? Why are we like being so legalistic about certain things that mm-hmm. is, there's not clarity in the Bible? Like you think if you're taking, if you're a literalist perspective of the Bible, then there's a lot of shit in there that you're not Everybody's doing. Fucked. Yeah, yeah, literally everyone's <laughs> fucked, but we're not literalists. Like it's an interpretation and you're interpreting it wrong. Like mm-hmm. we're interpreting it wrong in some ways. Like also yeah. why are we basing our entire life off mm-hmm. of a book? Yeah, that was like that was well, and yeah, I could go down a rabbit hole and all this stuff, but I just yeah, I think the central fact of loving people well and loving God is like all that's necessary. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that are important. Do you remember the moment? Because I have a moment. It was around when Trump got elected, where I was like, yeah, I the people that led (laughs) that led the um, church. My mm-hmm. church leaders, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I got to change my viewpoint of God. And I mm-hmm. then created my own relationship mm-hmm. with God in a mm-hmm. different way that wasn't like, these are the rules and I am good yeah, at following yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that moment for you where you were like, oh, I'm going to change this up a little bit? Well, I mean, I worked in a church for like seven years before I moved oh, to Nashville. Wow. So I was like a creative director at a church um, down in Florida. I still love that church deeply. I think they're like the best example of loving people well. Mm-hmm. Um, they do so much good. And uh, they do such a great job at loving people, but they also have fucked up in a lot of ways too. But anyways, who's perfect? But I I took a break when I first got to Nashville and I took like two years where I just didn't go anywhere. And I was like, I need a, I need a breather. I need to like figure out my life. And I was like, one of the goals of moving to Nashville was be able to like come out as well. Cause I was like, I've been holding Mm -hmm. this in for so long. I know it's not going away. Like I can't just, yeah. Anyways. So, um, there was a moment when I started going to the church that I go to now, Sparrow Day, that I was like, oh my God, I'm not alone in believing that it's okay to not have everything figured out. Yeah. So I don't think I changed, like God still looks the same to me because I think I always luckily had people in my life that, that would um, project a loving relationship with God mm-hmm. and like a loving understanding of who God is two people. I never was in a, um, thank God I was never in a, um, uh, like a hellfire and brimstone mm-hmm. group of people. I mean, my dad was like that a little bit, but he's even since softened, I think mm-hmm. a lot, which is beautiful. But I think that I never changed how I saw God. It was that I became more understanding of who God was, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that made sense. I know it, no, it, did. it made it's beautiful. Yeah. You answered the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thank you so much for being vulnerable and sh- yeah. I, I really like you. Oh my I God. Know. I like you too. I love you. I love I you too. Oh, you're amazing. Yeah. I was like waiting for her to say love. Yeah. I, I was like, why didn't I say love? You should have said love. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to make out later. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if, do you have anything you want to say before I ask? The no. final, <laughs> I'm making it so like, before we do the thing. The final question. <laughs> bring out your dead. No. Did you say bring out your dead? Bring out your, from Monty Python. Oh, wow. 
Oh shit, you haven't watched it. I didn't that. get that. That's so sad. That was um, bring out the dancing lobsters. Okay. You got that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Bynes, the Amanda oh show. Oh my god, I love Amanda. Bring out Amanda, the Amanda. dancing lobsters. Oh, Buck Blister, not Blood Buster. <laughs> Anyways, wow, I'm, I told you, I'm insane. insane no, no, you're hitting it. You're uh, killing uh, it. <laughs> No, I love your energy and Thank the you. mix of like you can be really fun, but you can speak really meaningful things too. Like oh. you, you have access to both of those, even though you separate them sometimes. Sometimes you, I do. You do. It seems like yeah. you have access to both of those, and yeah. it's been really lovely to get to see that it's and, been and meet to you too. I have Thank a question, you. real quick. Oh my gosh, when do you with your partner? Do you feel like those sides of you come together, or like with anybody? Do you feel like you can just like oh just be like fully yeah both? Good oh God. question. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, it's been so great, guys. I gotta go. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, I do think that I am. I mean, I'm a performer. Let's just be straight up. So, like in this sense, I feel like I'm even more to a ten like of what I would be normally in a conversation mm -hmm. though. I feel like we have great conversations and I'm just like insane and you're insane too. It's a, <laughs> but I don't know, maybe I don't know, but I think, I, I, I think with people I fully trust and fully know, like mm -hmm. there's only a couple people in my life that I like really am myself with. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say like I have a wide net of friends and acquaintances, yeah. very wide net. And because I feel like you have to when you're a comedian, when you're a performer, when you're whatever, it doesn't matter. You have to have if you're in the entertainment industry in any form of capacity, you have to have a large net. So the people that are closest to me see the full me. Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. Good. Yeah. So sometimes we just need a few. It yeah. is. It is. But we true. do need a few. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, I think my therapist probably sees the most real me yeah. out of anyone, which is wild, but like, cause I don't even know that woman like outside. Of, <laughs> I don't even know that woman. I don't even know that woman outside. You just of, I carried her. That's not, I don't even know her. <laughs> I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> I ran into a client somewhere. I'm dead from that. <laughs> JLo, I don't know her. I don't know her. Sorry, you ran into a client. What? No, she just said, I've never seen you in the wild before. <gasps> She's like, this is different. It is. Yeah. But it is like when you saw a high school teacher in the grocery store, you're like, it's like a cat walking on you're its like, hind you legs. Eat? You're like, what are you doing? Ew. S Go down. Back. Get in your classroom, Miss Snowgrove. What are you doing? Yeah. I really did have a teacher named Miss Snowgrove. I was about to say, that's an interesting name. It was. It yeah. just popped in my head. You know, I just, I just spitball sometimes. It just happens. Here we are. Uh, okay, we're supposed to be wrapping up, but I just want to ask real quick. Yeah. What is this tattoo that says, even when it hurts? Oh, yeah. Because I feel like that's applicable. It is. Yeah, I <laughs> know yeah. it is. So um, this is my sister's favorite flower. It's a tulip oh. with thorns because her life was rough. Mm. And then this is the song I sang at her funeral. Mm. I know, it's a lot. <laughs> is it the song that you wrote? No, oh, no. Okay. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> I would have been incapable of sound. <laughs> I almost couldn't sing this. It was, like, really rough. Um, yeah, anyways. That's that's the tattoo. <laughs> Love it. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. um, Cardi B. Oh, love Cardi B. I love her. Ah. <laughs> Oh my god, no, this is like male and female right? version of each other. It's so funny. That's why we're kindred spirits. I yes. As I soon as it. he walked in, I was like, oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was immediate connection. Though. It was. It literally was. I can see why. It- I didn't want to talk to anybody else. <laughs> same. Same. People be like, what are you talking about? We're like, shh. Sorry, we're having a conversation. <laughs> We've basically known each other for 10 years. It feels like. And then we turn back like, eh, eh. <laughs> Oh my God, y'all both do that. <laughs> They're like they're just vomiting. <laughs> we just had so much, you know, same trauma. I feel like yeah, like- exactly. From the jump too, we were like, oh my god, Robert. yeah, oh my god, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's trauma oh. bonding, trauma bonding, but like in a healthy way. Yeah, right? exactly. In a more comedic. Way. Exactly. <laughs> I oh love you god. so much. Oh, yeah. um, I want to ask. We ask everybody, what's yeah. something that you do for yourself that is just like your favorite thing for you this is gonna be so cringy for so many people but the gym i love Uh, going to the gym no moving your body it it gets me in like if i don't go in i go in the morning too i'm one of those Mm. like crazy people that goes in the morning at like 5 30 um i love being (laughs) i love being up early like get me up early um yeah it's the gym for sure i mean yeah that's great. No, I love the that. gym. It gets me out of my head. It just puts me in yeah. like a central goal. It makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. It makes my body look better. Mm-hmm. I like enjoy. I mean, I also like enjoy like peacocking at the gym a little bit. Know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and anyways, so yeah, that's great. It's the gym. Um, and then tell everybody where they can find you yeah. and if you want to plug anything that's coming out, any, anything, everything. Um, yeah. Find me on all the socials, uh, JB dot S O M E R S. That's my Instagram. And then TikTok is just JB Summers. So, um, you can also just go to my website, jbsummers.com. Yes, I did get that domain. <laughs> um, and then I don't know if I have anything coming out soon. I do have a song. This is so funny. Tragedy's prologue that I'm like working on right now <laughs> that I'm going to put out. Eventually it's about next. Woof. Anyways, but th- I just had a song come out called break your heart. So. Anyways. Go listen to JB's music. It's so good. Especially different people. That's one of my favorite Thank songs. Thank you, girl. So I love that song. So good. I do love that song. I love to sing that song. Anyways. Thank you for doing yeah. this. Thank you for, for having me. You. Thank you guys so Enjoyed much. It. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Should have stayed friends. Took it too far. Wish I could go back now. Can't turn around. There's no way out. We'll be strangers and I can't change the past Can't help we didn't last Oh no, oh no Pulled you and called it us And when two friends get too close On your skin couldn't resist When two friends get too close Can we go back to the
Thanks for listening to I'm Fine, It's Fine podcast. I am trauma therapist Melanie Reese, and you can find me across all platforms at Trauma Therapy Nashville. My name is Amber Autry. I am a comedian here in Nashville and internationally touring. You can find me on all platforms at Amber Autry Comedy. And while you're at it, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, reviewing this podcast. I know that sounds like a lot, but it helps so much. And we're, we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. We're healing. <laughs> it feels good. Mm-hmm. So just like, just a little extra sauce, sharing it with a friend, rate and review it. It really helps and we appreciate it. Yeah. And if you have a topic or um, conversation that you want to hear us talk about or a story you'd like to share on your own, shoot us an email at I'm fine sometimes at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.